Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shut Right. <coughs> Boys, can I uh, can I start you off with a song? Oh, what a night. Watch it Tottenham no, on no. a Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if we were meant to tune in or not. Sorry. No, go on. Go on. You give it a go. You do it. No, that's all right. I thought it was like one of them Soldado moments when we all no. sang Soldado. No, so no. It didn't work when we're all together, I think. No, no. Just I want you to hear it sing it. I mean, we should all be singing it. I've been singing it all day. Alex, you do, you do a verse. Watch it Tottenham on a oh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Spook. You play Thursday because you're fucking shy. Ricky. Oh, what a feeling, what a what night. night. Oh, what a night. Oh, mate, what's... It's so good to have that back. <laughs> so good to have that back. We're joined. This is the Fighting Cop podcast. We are recording just after... Well, not just a two-day, a day, a day. It doesn't matter. We're Spurs are in Champions League places. Arsenal are not. They've given it the big and all season, and this is the result of it. Tottenham Hotspur are back with Champions League football, coming to White Hart Lane once again, and... Um, Things are looking up, and now forget what's going to happen, what's happened previously, and what's going to happen in the future. 
now is when we can kind of sit back and with our dicks out and go, yeah, I've got a big one. Because that's what it feels like at the moment. Suck this. I mean, I mean, that's who, who are you aiming that at? Anyone, anyone, any gender, any race, anyone, anyone, (laughs) anyone can have it. I'm that happy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Joined by Alex from Bristol, Spooky and Ricky. And so, uh, I mean, everything's up. Tottenham are up. It's all going upwards, isn't it? Um, Rick, as as a man before, I, I, I can imagine you were relatively nervous going into this game. And I say that because when we were at the cottage, um, mm. when we were beating Aston Villa 4-0, you didn't move much. I noticed that you were quite sedentary, you quite panicked. And you were almost like you were. I'm, I'm anticipating this going all tits up. So I can imagine that you were sort of. There's an air of caution about your person going into that Norwich game. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. You've got it's absolutely spot on. And I went out on Saturday night, so on oh, Sunday dear. I was really hungover. How out? And, How out? And like out, out. I was out in Birmingham, so. Well, that's nowhere near Milton Keynes. That's a good. That's a yeah, so fifty it miles, a, isn't it? Fortieth birthday, so I was like oh, just ugh. drinking all day, all night. So when I woke up on Sunday, I had like the, I had the horrors, and um, yeah, it didn't really uh, play so into was... the anxiety that I already had for this Norwich game. Was there a combination between like the horrors that you you have to deal with with a general hangover and horrors that Norwich will probably inevitably do Tottenham? Is it both yeah. those things? Yeah, both, both. So I, I know you so well. You must have been feeling horrible. Yeah, I was. I was. And um, the, it, like, it's really hard because in, in, in WhatsApp groups, you have people like, um, I'm not going to say names, actually. I'll just say that there were people that are very confident that we would sweep Norwich aside. And for me, it just doesn't, it, like, it just plays into my anxieties even more. I can't be that... Uh, you know, if you look at both teams, logically, Norwich have been relegated and Obviously. are fucking rubbish. Of course. Tottenham are great. Yes. With a world-class manager. Everything is going in our favour, but yet we know, and we've been on the end of it, that we can fuck this up. Um, but like logic says, yeah, Tottenham will win. And a lot of people can sit back and they'll be like, no, I'm comfortable I'm comfortable we've got the best manager. I'm comfortable we've got the best players. I'm comfortable about everything. But for me, I'm still like, I do, do you know what? This has happened so many times before. It could happen again. And no matter how much I want to believe, I, you know, I, I, I'll like kind of um, swing to, yeah, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's just a football game. You know, Conte would have been drilling them all week. This isn't done yet, lads. This is what we need to do. This is how we get at them. And, like, he will not let this slip. And I was just thinking, we've, it's all right. We'll be fine. Then I'll wake up on the, like, Wednesday thinking, but what if? What if <laughs> within three minutes, handball, penalty? Yeah. And then they stick all the, like, 11 men behind the ball. And, a rash challenge. And then also a red card. And then that noise filters through to the Emirates and they're all cheering and standing on their seats like, yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, God, it's just... Yeah, I'm look, it's not... I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's brought... over. If you brought... <laughs> so, so am I, so glad. You brought logic <laughs> into it. Obviously, like as you said, we're, we're expected to beat Norwich. But 
that we've seen we've been we've been hurt in this way before like we, we've actually played this this exact scenario out twice in the last 20 years exactly the same we needed to win or better arsenal's result on the last day of the season and we lost 5-1 to newcastle and then we had lasagna gate against against um west ham added to that all the bullshit that gary lineker was spouting about viruses in the in the fucking locker room and the sh- messages we were getting from people who apparently worked for gary lineker's mum who had like eight or nine of the Spurs first team was fucking inch bleeding out their ass because of the virus. The reality is it was all bollocks. But we had to has to deal with all of that stuff, didn't we? We had to deal with all that stuff. So it wasn't as simple as saying, you know, we are better than them, therefore we should win. But and then even with the fucking case of. 96% according to the website, which is pretty good. That website pretty much predicts essentially where people will end up. I don't find any joy in looking at it, you know, before the season starts. It's like, where's the fun in that? Where's the mystery? But in this instance, I needed to know that Spurs were 96% sure of getting in that top four. Spooky, how how long into the game did you realise that this was that Norwich had absolutely no chance? Um, the thing is, I was the complete opposite of uh, Ricky. I was, I was actually super confident and cocky, and not not in a, in an arrogant way. I just, I couldn't as much as much as you can be aware. It's anxiety is good, right? It's a defense mechanism. It makes you you're aware of your surroundings. You're aware of worst case scenarios. It means that you consider everything. And, and Ricky's right. Football's mad. Okay. You saw what Villa did momentarily at City. You know that there could be just one little incident that happens that changes the momentum of the entire game. But I just I couldn't conceive that, even if I tried to entertain it. It was for me. It was it was that cliched score, and the floodgates floodgates will open, and that's exactly how it played out. And you could see we were catching them. There was so much space over the top. We were catching them, and it was just a matter of time. And again. I, cliche central I, I was never worried about it I think the fact that the game wasn't televised the fact that that, that people generally just started taking the piss out of Arsenal before the game had been played kind of tells you a different type of story that for all the memes and all the banter that they aim at us and we aim at ourselves there was this kind of universal acknowledgement that nah you know what Arsenal aren't going to do this Tottenham aren't going to fuck it up it's just not really that conceivable. And maybe that's the Conte thing. Maybe we need to trust in in these changes. Um, and, and someone said that I think we've lost one game on the last day of the season out of the past 11. That's probably the, the Newcastle game. Where I'm certain our lads went out on the lash the night before. I don't know if that's kind of Tottenham mythology now. Um, so, yeah, I just wasn't worried, mate. And, it, and, it, and it's a wonderful thing for the game to play out how you kind of hoped it would. And then look down the road, smashing Everton. That didn't, it didn't matter in the end. They no, could have just won that game 1-0. It, did, it didn't matter. Alex, what was your favourite moment of the game? Because there were so many. Uh, the second goal. Because yeah. I was like, all right, okay, this is fine. So it's all very well spooky saying all that. and And in my heart, of hearts, I, I believed I believed we'd be fine, but that didn't stop me from punching a lamp when Holberg <laughs> uh, spied it. 
Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and it was, and this, I meant it. that was before that was nil nil, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I meant it as well because I put that in and I went fucking Hoiberg and punched a lamp, hit, hit a lamp, genuinely hit a lamp, um, and was Didn't like, break it, no, though. not strong no, enough. Yeah, don't do it now. That's the time. That's you go and score that. I can relax then. I can, I can enjoy this. But you, you, you fuck, <laughs> haven't done it. But then it was fine. Like a couple minutes later, so. Yeah, the second goal was when I was a bit like, Oof. but I stood up for the whole game, whole game, just like inches from the television, um, Damn. just because Tottenham, because of Tottenham. Yeah, and it's it's more so just the fact of like you say because it was a, like a long wait. It, this week was the longest fucking week ever, uh, and I just I knew we'd be fine. I knew we'd be fine, really, but. It only takes, like Spook said about Villa, you know, football's mental. You know, City were 2-0 down after 76 minutes and still won a title. They scored three goals in like eight minutes or whatever it was. Shit happens. And it usually happens to us. And yeah. I just didn't, I didn't want it. And what was really nice was the first goal with Bentancur setting up Kulisewski. Because when Bentancur passed that ball, I was... I didn't have time to vocalise it before it was in the net and proved wrong, but I was furious. <laughs> I was furious with him um, because he hadn't made my life easier a split second earlier than it did. Uh, it was that moment, wasn't it, where we... That that for me was the moment where I, I started to relax. And, and when I say started to relax, I, I, I was finding it very difficult to follow the game because fucking streams were fucking up and I was in this sports bar where it's obviously dominated by Liverpool and Manchester City fans and there was something absolutely it was like watching theatre it was like watching a play play out in front of my eyes where you've got desperate Man City fans and desperate Liverpool fans all in the same room and every other TV is one playing one game or the other and just sitting back as Spurs are cruising to a 5-0 win and, and Son's picking up the golden boot watching the turmoil anguish going through both of them and they were both equally sharing absolute misery and joy at the same time but then for it to end in liverpool getting all of the misery was a wonderful thing but yeah it was it was um yeah it was it was it was a quality quality performance and a, and it was just it's what you wanted to happen we wanted just to take control of it no as ricky said about like a stray pass or a sending off that might happen or we can see the goal and we didn't want any of the drama of, of Spurs never make it easy. And we made it easy. We made it super easy. And I think that, uh, you know, against relegated opposition, Kulisevsky's probably best game. And that's to say that yeah, he was superb, wasn't he? Even for yeah, that. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't finish my point, what I was going to say about Benton Kulisevsky. But like those two combining for the first goal was a bit it. like, you know, they've come in and they haven't, they haven't got all these scars. They haven't got all of this sh- shite that's been, you know, you know that we put on them as as fans. You know they they've come into it and gone. Well, we've got to go and beat bottom of the league to get Champions League. Well, we can do that. that sounds alright. Sounds no perfect. Sounds um, perfect. But yeah, Decky was just unbelievable. Wasn't do you know, there's a lot about him, right? There's there's almost a bit of Gascoigne about him because he's able just to kind of. It looks like he's not going to get that ball, and he can't get round that player. Yeah, but he still just kind of does. It's when I mean, the ball was played he... down the right when he won, won yeah. it. It felt like it was underplayed and he thought he weren't getting through and he got it. 
Yeah, and then you know the only downside was I don't know what he was doing for <laughs> after he went round Tim Crawl and then well, you, you know what he was doing. He was trying foot. to set up stunts on. That's what he was. I'm not to sure do. he was. I well, I think he was actually, but I think he was caught in two minds. I think he was like, well, I'll just put this in the net. Oh shit, Sonny's there. Do I get to give it to him? And he just it was really bizarre. But then of course, two minutes later, he goes and does that, which yeah. was just and that's why I talk about the Gascoigne thing, like. He brings the ball inside on his left foot, and it, you, you think, "Oh, defender's just going to nick that off it." But he's still like just using his body. Doesn't doesn't nothing that he does that involves touching the ball. Although that's brilliant too. But it's his stuff when he's just getting to the ball and setting himself in position. Like he just Gascoigne, a bit of Dembele about him, just gets around these players. I was I about it. to say this, Alex, is that since he's joined, he's been they're saying there's elements of Gascoigne, Modric, and Dembele about him. The very best bits of their game, he has all of them. He's 21. <laughs> he doesn't have all of them. That's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just He's saying. 21. It's 21. Well, who knows? Who knows? He could be joining Real Madrid in three years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ricky, did you enjoy the poetry of the fact that the two players that combined for the first goal, and it was absolutely beautiful from Ben Tancor to set up Kulisevsky, and he was quite quick with his feet, but to have them two combine to finish that goal and really kind of put to bed any fears that we weren't going to win that game it's wonderful isn't it because they joined in January and our season changed with them yeah I thought um I thought Ben Dunker had a had a great game I also thought uh Hoiberg did as well and I don't know what it was but I I don't know if just Norwich just stood off both of them because they just completely ran the game and there were points where especially like uh what Al mentioned with uh Hoiberg blazing over the bar there was a couple of chances where he was more on the the attacking front foot um and things didn't didn't come off with it uh, for him unfortunately but both of them they they had, they had great games and you know what what else can i say about decky man that uh that that third goal was unbelievable the thing is as well how he opened his body up and you could just tell what he was going to do but there was just no chance that that keeper was saving it. That's it's his just... trademark, though, isn't it? I mean, he, he yeah. scored a few for Juve doing that. And we yeah, were, he did. People were saying, expect him to score a few for us in that position. It, seem, it seems to be such a comfort zone for him. Sorry, Rick. No, 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 it's fine. I, like, it's, it's, and it's nice as well, like you're just saying as well, Flav, that both of those two players that we got on board, and like, I, like, I'll be honest, I, I had no idea about either of them. Never heard of him. No. Uh, Kulisevsky had because um, there is, you all know the gentleman, uh, the, the Swedish guy, Aphex. Aphex, uh, that's right. Yeah, from Twitter. Yeah, he would often slide into my DMs and post me images of Kulisevsky. Before he joined? Yeah, before he joined, that, he, <laughs> that, that, he, that he's going to be a boy. Uh, and what, we what, should what, talk, hang on, what, what was him. What? Oh, we should sign him. Yeah. What was he hoping that you might be able to do? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, okay. So I knew the name. And Ben Tancur, I, I knew the name, but I didn't really know a lot about him. And then online, like Ben Tancur was getting absolute fucking coated off by the Juve fans. They were glad to have got rid of him. I, I just, I know I've said this so many times, and Charlie was listening to this, a, a, a mutual friend of ours, oh, I won't name he said, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, and I usually just say, my Italian mate, he said we were having our pants pulled down on both of them. I mean, and it's not his fault. 
Like he's just seen them play for Juve, but mate, a couple more of them would do lovely. I'd love yeah. to get my pants pulled down like that. Yeah, totally, man. Tease I'd take a bum down. in as well. <laughs> Honestly, I, I genuinely would. If it happened once and they give us two more players like those two, but the cost to me was that I was going to be buggered, I would do it. Yeah, without fair. question, without question, without it's even fair. a moment's pause, Ricky. Not one moment would I go. Not sure. I'll go. Yep, hundred percent. Let's get it done right now. What other podcast yeah. do you get content like this? You don't. I don't. I just think. It's, I don't think that's a mental thing to say either. I think I'm being. I, I think. I, I'd, I'd logical. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, uh, uh, and, and uh, something else was, w- w- that was um, pointed out to me on, on Twitter earlier, and I don't want to go through like a player-by-player by player review. Maybe we'll do that in the off-season because we need, uh, you know, stuff to put out. But um, Sanchez started the first three games of the season and three clean sheets, and he ended the last three games of the season with three clean sheets. How much do we owe, Alex, if anything, to Sanchez? Ability and with this Emerson Royale, we can answer the same question twice. Their 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 wherewithal and their mindset to come into a side where they haven't been playing and delivering the way they have, i.e., free clean sheets. What what um, massive, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's important to be able to have players to come in and do that. I think you look at you know Man City obviously have a, have a squad that is ridiculous and have the resources to make that squad. But one of the things I thought when you look at Liverpool, you know, that players that come in and and doesn't seem to miss a beat Just you know, they might not be as good a players but they don't they don't miss a beat and I think I mean a big part of that is I think the system that Conte has wanted to try and do the patterns and all of the individual bits and pieces that he wants people to do that's taken time to settle in and once players have a grasp of that and the squad as a general have a grasp of what your job is when you play in exposition it's far easier to come in and do that you know, to come and do your job, essentially. And it makes it easier. It takes some pressure off players if they know this is my job and this is what I have to do. And I think sometimes with previous managers and even with Pochettino, I think you'll see certain players that then when they have, we all know the players that have the moments in them to kind of just suddenly go off and do something a bit nuts. Um, That doesn't tend to happen as much under Conte now. It happened, still happened under Jose. Um, but it doesn't seem to happen under Conte now. And I think that's probably more testament down to the manager than it is individual players. But it takes, you know, you have to be top Give players. Give credit though, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and top players get there eventually, but it does take time. Like I listened to Jack Grealish talk to after the, after the game yesterday and he was, you know, really honest actually and was saying, look, I feel like I've been too safe this year. You know, it's drilled into us that Pep doesn't want us to lose the ball. And at Villa, I would kind of, get the ball and go on these mercurial runs and, and and do my thing. Whereas here, I have been caught in two minds at times about, I'll just pass that back and keep the ball. You know, and that takes time to get used to that. And I'll develop into a, my own way of playing in that. And I think, you know, it takes time, even for top, top players. So for Sanchez in particular, because Romero is a big loss and it's very easy to see the difference of a drop-off when Romero comes in. With Doherty and, and Royale, not as much. I know Doherty's had a... a fantastic last couple of weeks before he got injured but Royal's come in and and he hasn't been asked to be doing the same things as he was being asked before he really went off the boil I think it's just suited him a lot more but you can see he's not he's not trying to make 18 crosses in a game he's loving it he seems to be loving it at the same time 
Yeah, and I think, like I said, I think it's all down to the manager. We genuinely have someone very, very special. And I, and I mean, look, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but if he's given what he wants, you know, I genuinely feel that we are probably maybe four starters away from from being able to... to well, domination. To, yeah. Invading Poland. Third, 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 definitely. And depends on what happened. You know, Man City and Liverpool can't keep going like this. So, you know, this year, season after, if he gets the right players, you know, we, we really are in a really good position. Boys, if I say something like invading Poland in the current political climate, you've got to laugh, otherwise you just sound like a mad cunt. Mm, you could just not say it. I can't not say it. I can never not say it. I'm always going to say it. it. So, yeah, just back me it. up, though. Back me up. Don't leave me out on a fucking... When did you say it? I just chucked it in the middle of what Alex is saying, but I just someone out there probably heard it, so I had to say something, otherwise I'm just mad. Just say invade Russia. Everyone can get on board with that. There's no comedy to that, is there, Alex? It's not edgy enough. Anyway, uh, Sam Ashton, he says, what's the saltiest, most bitter, unprompted message anyone's had from an Arsenal fan today? I've had shit tons, and it's been beautiful. (laughs) But, um, Spook... What mm. what have you made of Arsenal fans' reaction to? Ah, um... uh, it's just it's just it's just satire at this point. I mean, the the, the, the there are there's an actual uh, <laughs> percentage of them that are, that are now rewriting history. I say, well, actually, top four wasn't our priority. Uh, you know, we, we've done amazingly well with this super young squad of twelve year olds to get to get into fifth spot. You know, it's a stepping stone. Hold on a minute, mate. You were just literally laughing at us and singing songs about North London. All they're doing is singing songs about all these players that are going to deliver them Champions League football. That's all they've been doing all season. There's no look. There's we've had this conversation dozens of times, right? They're embarrassing, right? There's no consistency. At least with us, we're pretty stable in you know with our sense of humour and the things we say, and we're pretty self-aware that often if you say something double down on it or just be ready to die you know on that bridge or whatever the fucking saying is because heel, heel that's the one uh, because, <laughs> because because like you know especially on social media there's no getting away from it man people, I mean you, you've got Guna saying screen grab this we're getting top four it's like mate do you know you're on Twitter do you right, hold on just right shout now? quick quickly shout out to troops shout out to troops for for keeping it real and calling them cowards because there has been a lot of re- revisionism from Arsenal fans and he's he's got I don't you know we're not on the same page in terms of following our football clubs but he's really gone for them which I enjoyed other Arsenal yeah, fans yeah. going blah, 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 it's been a good season actually because you know you know it, well, all the players are fucking prepubescent and, and you know it's like fine if you you know if if, if watching young decent players is your thing <laughs> and it is for a lot of men, some that we even know. It doesn't mean that it means that, that, that there is a progression that's going to absolutely manifest in the future, just because you believe it to be the case. Sorry, speak. No, listen. What can you say about them? I mean, that's not been said already. I mean, this—they're owning themselves basically. Like that, we don't have to. We can just sit back with popcorn and just watch them implode, and and it's glorious because. You know they were so sure of themselves, and they were so they they were arrogant and cocky in a way that I don't think we are. I think we're again we're really self-aware because of this kind of historical 
grievances that, that we've got, even if they're exaggerated a little bit, because we don't get in these positions often. So there's always a chance that you're going to fluff your lines when you do. And then we fluff our lines and it's suddenly we think we own the copyright to fucking up on the last day of the season or we, we own the copyright to, to just bottling it or whatever. But the reality is most clubs do that. Um, we just get the attention on us because we're these kind of like perpetual dreamers that are always reaching out for the stars and not quite grabbing them. But Gooners just, you know, they just don't know when to shut the fuck up. And, and they get carried away to, to an extent which goes against their whole, uh, their, their, their own kind of um, philosophy of being this supposedly big club that knows how to win things. But they behave like a small club with a small fan base and, and a small time mentality. You know, our oh, top four is not a trophy. And now suddenly it is. They don't get it. It's not a fucking trophy anymore. And they're trying to tell us, yeah, well, uh, See you when you get knocked out of the chair. Mate, we, we're not, we haven't even started the campaign yet. Like, are you telling me I can't enjoy my team qualifying for something that was beyond possibility back but, when Nuno was manager? Do you know what I mean? Just chill the fuck out. It, we're, not, we're not even celebrating Champions League like it's this be all and, and end all because I think we've grown up over, over, over the past several seasons. I think it's about right for us. Now. Yeah, it's like, you know what? This is this is amazing. We backed kind of Conte with what he's trying to do. Players backed him. He backed the players. They pulled it together. Our form for the last 10, 11 games was fucking phenomenal, even with the little dips. Absolutely outstanding yeah. uh, team yeah. performance. So, And we're not applauding. They're the ones losing their shit and trying, trying to downplay things. And, you know, they're finished eighth, eighth and fifth. Yeah, and it's so good that this has happened. To, yeah. That they're having to experience this, what they're experiencing now, because this is the first time, really, that some of this magnitude. And I know you just said about you know we're not celebrating Champions League as, as much as perhaps we have in the past. I mean, I am. I think it's such a massive deal. It's it's, it's huge, but it's almost like celebrating it's, Arsenal's it's, demise at the yeah. same token. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, they've never. This is the first time that this has really happened to them, but where it's something that's meant this much, particularly where both clubs are right now. Whoever yeah, got the spot. Tastes horrible, it, doesn't it, Arsenal? Tastes horrible. Yeah. Where whoever got this spot got a big leap and a, a big yeah. step up moving forward. And you know what? It's weird because, like I said, it feels massive to be back in the Champions League. We've only been out of it two seasons. Like, it, feel, it feels like fucking forever. Yeah. Um, Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we were in the final in 2019. So, you know, it's it's we've had 2020 and then 21, yeah, 90, and, yeah, then the, and then there was the pandemic as well. So yeah, we haven't been out of it that long, but it feels like we've gone through this massive journey almost of you know, the downfall, the downfall of Pochettino, Mourinho coming in, Nuno. Like it's been so much shit that's happened in between, and us all just kind of deciding, well, that's it. Then this cycle of players, you know, they're all gone. Kane will be gone. He ends up staying. Like, there's so much shit that's happened in between. And what this can actually, what I I hope, and this is where it is down to, down to Daniel Levy now uh, and the board. Because if if it isn't backed and there isn't some proper money spent now to back this situation, it's almost Sahara and Nelson it's un- times. Again. Yeah, it's unforgivable, unforgivable. Yeah. And 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 difference between having uh, Redknapp in charge and Conte in charge in the same circumstance where investment yeah. needs to happen right now 
you can you could maybe argue why he didn't do it with Redknapp because perhaps Daniel Levy knew what Redknapp was at that time and that it would only be a I don't know what it was a wasted opportunity but perhaps you can see the reasoning for not backing him in that window based on what we saw what was the fallout from Redknapp who was desperate to leave, leave for the England <coughs> job if he didn't have that tax case, tax case. but Conte and the same with, same with Pochettino as well after the final you know as much as you know like I said our form had dropped off massively you know there was kind of still murmurings and it was so like I said I, I don't everyone knows I, I, I think on the scheme of things Daniel Levy has been a, a, a net positive for this football club but there is nothing that anyone can, that can say to defend him if he is not... Like, I'm not saying that we, we get everyone we go after, of course. That's not how life works. But if if he isn't backed and we don't go, right, well, this is the moment to really step now. Because yeah. we, we have an what? opportunity to really leave Arsenal and Manchester United in particular behind for a good year, two years. I, I wonder, though, if the players that, that they can bring in that would affect that change won't be the ones that Spurs fans want. Like, they want to hear names, I think. The Barla, they want to hear... That's all I've got. Uh, they, want to, <laughs> they want to hear... I'm not, they want I'm to hear, not, I'm not sure. No, no, no listen, listen, listen. They want to hear names... They Hang on, Alex, hang on. They, they want to hear names that m- make sense in their brain, where... As, Ben Tenkor and Kulisevsky, apart from them coming from Juve, didn't make a great deal of sense to, to us, other than that, all right, these are two players that play for university, uh, um, Ju- Juventus. That's where we were. But I feel like whatever the recruitment is in the summer, especially with Parashi there, with Conte, if he sanctions these transfers, are going to improve us, even if we don't know who they are generally, like as we but do I, our own squad I or our players in the Premier League. I think there's enough. I think what... Uh, Kulu and Bentenker have done and what it's done for Paratici is it, it's it's. I think for the majority of the fan base the feeling would be well look they've, they've got these two fantastically right and there is a huge amount of tr- trust behind Conte everyone's like we're back Conte give him what he wants give him what he wants and I don't I think we'd all be like okay well if that's what he wants fine I, I don't think it's as big a deal now I think there will be a, I think there will be a big name or two all right, no. let me let me give you let me give you give an example of what's happening on Twitter currently is Gabriel Jesus uh, apparently Spurs and Arsenal are in for him. Ricky, what do you make of the fact that Gabriel Jesus may be coming to Tottenham? Does it fill you full of uh, excitement? Uh, I think he's a good player. It doesn't fill me with excitement. No, he's he's a decent player, but I don't know. I just um, so what I'm saying he, is, he, is that I don't know. Bench, it, it, nor me, nor me. But if Conte wants him, you just got to go with it. Oh no, if Conte Alex wants him, yeah. I mean, like I literally just said it about half hour before in this podcast. I didn't know who Kulisevsky was or Ben Tanker. And if you would have said to me, Rick, should we sign these? I'd have been like, No, who the fuck are they? Don't know. <laughs> and and know, now so. look at them. Now Sterling's been linked as well. Sterling, yeah. In my head, Sterling. too old, oh, too Sterling, long in the tooth. I'd, I'd lose my shit if we signed. Uh, Sterling, that would be amazing. But I would, you know, signings, signings like Jesus are the signings that we've all been saying that if we are serious, are the type of things that we need to go and do. Who he's not going to come in and start every week because we've got Harry Kane. But this is the thing in terms of backup strikers and 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 actually having that depth so that when you know Kane does have his, although saying that he hasn't really had his ankle injury this year, is he? But you know, 
Never these are the things where we got out of that depth. That's what I'm talking about in terms of Liverpool. They have, you know, Divock Origi comes on and scores goals. You know, it's... Yeah, Joss, has been, Joss has barely played a game in the last month. Exactly. This is what we need. Like I said, sign them. I don't give a fuck now. Oh, he might not play. Where would he play? I don't care. It's yeah, we need... quality of depth of somebody who's won games like that. I, I just, I don't feel we're, we're quite finished on the Arsenal chat just yet, Rick. No, thank you. That, yeah. That's, that's okay. really good. Thank you. I, do you know what? I was thinking about that. Like, we've let those fuckers off the hook a little bit, haven't we? You're like, come on, girls. <laughs> let's, let's just like, get back off the football transfer for a minute and let's go after him, all right? You know what I mean? Like, I just... Rick, um... I want to ask you a question because the reason I thought that is because out of everybody I know, and you're like one of my closest mates, if not the closest, right? I also know that you share two mates who you're super close with who are died in the war Arsenal. Yeah, how have they true. been? How have they? I'm always obsessed by your your the relationship between you three when it comes to the football. You have a WhatsApp group that only you three share. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So t- 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 two against one often. <laughs> but tell me, tell me, tell me. What's, you've, what's... Just, you've just got to like it's like scuba 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 diving, isn't it? You just get get your mask on and you just dive. You just go straight in. As soon as that final whistle went, I was after them. <laughs> Absolutely after them. And I was like, oh, like you and your London Alliance. And they were like, what are you talking about, the London Alliance? I was like, mate, I don't forget. When you had to go away to Chelsea and everyone's gonna tur- everyone said Chelsea would turn you over, they like, had like four or five changes in the Chelsea team. And then Arsenal won. I was like, like what is that about? Like, giving it to Arsenal. Weak. And, then, and then West Ham. Yeah, they had a like semi final of the Europa League, whatever. But they had, they took players out as well, and then like Arsenal won there. It's like handing it to Arsenal on a plate, and they bottled it, mate. They absolutely still bottled it. And even in the last home game against Everton, like Everton didn't have their keeper, Richarlison. They they made loads of changes as well, like Lampard. Like I'm watching you, mate. Like. Yeah, fucking hell! Like, again, trying to give it to Arsenal. Like everyone is just trying to hand it over to Arsenal. And like there was that point where they beat United, they beat West Ham, beat Chelsea, and they thought they were going to do it. Um, and they got those unlikely points. Everyone trying to give it to them on a plate, and they bottled it. Well, when they well, came up against sides that actually wanted to play, like Newcastle, like Spurs, then it, it, everything sort of, sort of came up sort of. What would you call it? Came up, uh, came up, dicks. Yeah, yeah, dicks. That will work. And and this one, like, and well done as well. That remember that time that they were all crowing about that uh, that game against Man City where they put the pressure on for one half. Twenty minutes. 20 yeah, minutes, well, like. well done, lads. They lost it. They? they lost that game. They, they lost did, yeah. Lost two yeah. one. Well, we we beat Man City twice. Exactly, mugs. As if we <laughs> don't deserve to be there. And like all of this is captured. In 4K, all or nothing. Yes. You've got nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you're entire. You're going to be settling down. Oh, good. All or nothing's on tonight. Let's settle down, Mrs. If you like, let's have a nice sort of glass of lemonade and sit down and watch <laughs> All or Nothing, knowing that gonna... at, the, at the very end, Tottenham Hotspur's dick is going to be all over it. <laughs> They're going to bring in like a like a North Korean propaganda editor, and it's going to end with Arsenal qualifying for the. Champions League. I'll tell yeah, you, it's that last, mad, day, of, that last day, probably get 
edited out completely. Like when we, like with ours, when there was that that nil nil with Bournemouth that ev- that sent everyone into nuclear mode. Yeah, just, just didn't it mention was, it. Tom Hardy going. Spurs had a difficult three results after this game. <laughs> Beautiful, really. Is. Um, how are they? How are your two mates recon- reconciling it currently? How are they dealing with it? Are they doing the same thing about young team? We'll come back next season. No, I mean there was a couple of. Uh trophy comments in there and i was like oh, because, God, I, so because weak. I, I kept so weak i kept going on saying um six sixth year in a row like are you guys actually going to do anything about it like like this is sexy. <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing are you lads gonna do anything about this or not like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah still in that time frame you haven't won a trophy it's like mate it's coming look we got conte we got son we got kane mate, it's all it's all happening it you know what as well when the season finished and yeah you can look at it like this but like at one point, Chelsea were just steamrolling everyone. They weren't playing the greatest football, but they were picking up points. We only finished three points behind them. And with the situation with Abramovich and the way that Chelsea are at the moment, and not renewing contracts and stuff like that, you know, we are going to be in the upper end of challenging for uh, City and Liverpool and, and like staying in the top four. United, they are going to be in another transitional season with Ten Hag as well. Arsenal, that. Uh, I, I don't really see them doing much like like they've done this season. West Ham as well. You know, it, it, we have got uh, a world-class manager and we've got the Champions League as that pool. We've got the stadium. We've got the training ground. We've got Sun, Kane, all the other players as well. Got the fan base. Like, it is going to be a very attractive offer to come to Tottenham. And if we build on that and we build on it properly, like Al said, we actually, you know... We, we open the wallet and we, we go for who, who we want and provide Conte with wh- whoever he wants, then, you know, the sky's the limit. And I like, honestly, I do feel like glory is just round the corner. And do you know what, Rick? They talk about winning those couple of FA Cups in, in that time. They're, they're still fucking miserable. It's done fucking nothing for them. Yeah, what exactly. Yeah. Fuck all. Yeah. Arteta, well, Arteta won the FA Cup. Would they swap Arteta with Conte now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, without question, they would. So how much does that FA Cup actually mean to you if you would swap the manager that won it for you with our manager who hasn't won it yet? So that's what your fucking cups mean. It really, like... It they've comes had to a one point... game a week. One game a week, and they've lost 12. That's a they've third got... almost. <laughs> 13, isn't it? It's 13. They've lost a... They're more than a third. They've lost more than a third of their games. And yesterday, their their biggest result of the season, the biggest scoreline of their season, it still wasn't as good as Tottenham's because they conceded. (laughs) I did think about that. They're all going, doing all their celebrations and all the little posing and stuff. And 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 the club Twitter going, oh, yeah, our thrashing of Everton. We've just done, we've just done Norwich 5 0, better than your result. Yeah, that's gutting in it as well. Like your biggest, biggest result of the season at home, five-one, and then your rivals not only get Champions League, but they do five-zip. Like yeah, just no, so, so, so you know, like, like they they scored, like Martinelli scored, and you saw the celebration because they kept showing it on the screen every time Arsenal scored or Spurs scored. They showed, and you saw Martinelli run off like yeah, come on, and then imagine the fans in the crowd going yeah, come on, we're gonna do it. How's Spurs doing? 
Oh, God. Every, every time Fucking they score hell. as well. Yeah. <laughs> what what Spurs? What Spurs did? Oh, they've got four as well. Oh. But it was it was uh, almost not twenty now. Nah. <laughs> what was it? I was gonna say. It was almost at a minute. Because yeah. on the stream I was watching, didn't wasn't really saying anything about showing any of the other games. And then the commentators would just say, oh, you know, and Arsenal have now just gone 2-0 up. And literally almost every time they scored, within about 30 seconds to a minute, we go and score as well. And I was just love could not being able to see it, but can just imagine their little faces with their little radios in their earphones. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck! Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Fucking hell! But Spurs are going to be a problem for Arsenal, and we don't even have to play. And that's the that's the difference between the two football clubs now. Is that Tottenham Hotspur will be a problem for Arsenal fans? Our existence, our very existence, will be a problem for Arsenal. They have to cope with our existence. It's been the other way in our in our lifetimes. I, like I don't deny it. But right now, our mere existence causes them anxiety. And you know what, as well, next year, like, this is young, if he's going to stick with, you know, it's obvious that he wants to stick with this young squad. I'm sure they'll make some signings or the rest of it, like they always do. But the fact of this, that of that squad is going to have to play on a Thursday and a Sunday, don't underestimate that. It could get really, really fucking messy for them next year. I don't think he'll yeah. be there by Christmas. Well, I, I think they'd probably be able to cope with it in the early parts of the, the, the group stages, although... It feels like the standard of the Europa League has gone up. I know it was Rangers and Frankfurt in the final, but there there was some really good games in that in that competition. Yeah, but so it's, it's also in terms of the expectation because they because they won't don't think that they really should be there. Then no. any result that isn't a comprehensive beating of whoever it is that just adds to that fan base. Yeah. If there's nothing, yeah. nothing other than perfection helps that club. And they won't get perfection because they're fucking shite, which is why they play on a Thursday night. Right? <laughs> this is why. This is and why. So it just adds, it'll just keep bubbling. It's like a horrible, disgusting stew, right? You've put <laughs> some horrible frogs' legs in there. You rats found some piss. mushrooms in the garden. They're oh, rolling around that? in rats' piss. Yeah, a bit of old burnt uh, sausage from the oven from six years ago. Stick that in there as well, and it'll all just keep bubbling and bubbling and bubbling until it explodes all over their disgusting. Little fan cam faces. <laughs> they're waking up in the middle of the night and they're being fingered and they don't know why. <laughs> All that, yeah. Um, spooky. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, man, this is why Champions League is such a, it's the ultimate galvanizer for a football club because it gets us excited because of the away trips and, we're up against elite football teams in the elite premier competition, right? It isn't a chore, man. You don't need to go, oh, fucking hell, I've got Champions League this week. It doesn't have that kind of impact. It, Champions! Everybody is up for it. The players are up for it. There's a buzz about the group games and, you know, progressing and the rest of it. And you, you all want to perform it at your very best. And... It's a fucking good thing. It's a powerful thing. Whereas, you know, Al's right. Like, Arsenal got a face. And we know how, how mundane and boring the, the fucking Europa and conference can be. They've got to go through all that fucking shit, man. Yeah, and they will pot, feel pot like... Pot two, motherfucker, as well. We're in pot two, bitch. Well, you That's... see what I mean? It's, what, it's all, it's all what does good. That mean? It, it, it means that we it's favourable, I, I would imagine. 
I want to go pop four. Let's go big. Let's take them all on. <laughs> Look, how good are we on the counter-attack against anyone? Against the best team in Europe. Against the, two of the best teams in Europe, in Liverpool and Man City, have we had any issues with deal, dealing with them? No, how, is the answer. How good are we going to be with two proper wing-backs? This is... This is... I will. I will. I'm, I'm going to. I'll end this podcast now. If you think Sessegnon and Emerson Morel aren't elite wing back, I'm not saying they're not elite. I'm saying uh, that we need better. depth. What we need is beyond elite. We we yeah we 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 need levels above. Fair play. No, but but like it, look, it's uh, there's no insight anyone can give on any podcast about like who should we buy this summer? Well, fucking hell, we should buy a load of players. Quite obvious, Conte wants us not to be overstretched, which basically equates to being able to make changes and not lose momentum over period of like weeks and, and months, but also with, you know, just game momentum. You know, you get that dip after European games because you've given it your all on, on you know, the Wednesday night or whatever. Like, he, he wants to protect his players. And, and to do that, you need to buy five or six. And... I think that's an undeniable step forward that we have to make. And I don't think there's anyone at the club that doesn't believe that. So the the addition of those players alone makes us a, a, a contender for next season. Shall maybe I read it, you... Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say, mate, you know, I don't want to say, oh, we're going we're gonna to challenge for the league. But again... You know, we, we've all been around long enough to know that cycles can end, things can happen, teams can have a bit of a little slump, and momentum can carry you beyond the expectation. Even if you haven't spent two, three, four, five hundred, half a billion fucking quid, you can still find yourself in a position where suddenly you're thinking, oh shit, we might do something here. And we, and we had that energy under Poch. I mean, arguably under Poch, we had a team finish second to Chelsea. Easily one of the best Prem teams ever, right? Like better than some teams that have won titles, but we haven't got any trophies to show for it. We're in we're in that type of position again, potentially. If if we get it right this summer, there's the, the you know it, it's exciting, and I think that energy is something that that we we're just going to fucking be injecting into our veins, man. And it, and it's it's well, I mean, how do we do this all the time? You know, you know, we're staring down into the abyss, and then we find ourselves <laughs> talking about the fucking potential of, of winning the league in the next couple of seasons. It's... Shall I read? Shall I read you the list of players that has just come out from the Telegraph of who the Spurs targets are? All right, Alessandro Bastoni, Glayson Bramer, DJ Spence, Calvin Phillips, James Ward-Prowse, Christian Eriksen, and Gabriel Jesus. I'll have all of them. Yeah. I've heard of four that's of a good, them. That's a good list. Spence is the guy that was a. I want to say he was a Borough, For, but he's Forrest. on loan from Forest. Yeah. yeah, or the other way around, maybe. I, I, who's, I've not. Who's, I've not heard of. I've not heard of Bremer. The rest I've heard of. Obviously, I saw. You know, the we've got Mark Nesbitt on the uh, Patreon stuff. He's been on the podcast as well. But he runs the Herbie Derby uh, Norwegian podcast, and he he likes Bremer. But that's all I've got to go on. <laughs> <laughs> before, I saw, saw, before I saw his tweet today, I'd never heard of him. Brazilian, isn't he? Oh, it doesn't sound that. See, Bremner, it sounds more like German. 
Like, I literally couldn't give a shit. If he turns up and he's Brazilian, German, he could be fucking Ghanaian. I would not give a shit as long as he's fucking the bollocks. We need more We need more Alessandros in this football club, so I'm on board with uh, Bastoni. Good. Uh, I want to finish this off, boys, by asking a question from Bennett. He says, Son, Spurs legend, question mark. That's it. No, remove, remove the question mark. He is. It's a statement, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to follow up with something. Um, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone else can, can, can take it up. I mean, I fucking love the guy. He loves us. He gets us. He plays with his heart on, on, on his sleeve. If Berbatov, if Ginola, if, if Klingsman was a legend, if, if, if all of those players are legends, then Son is more than that. He's a fucking... Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Uh, Danny Murphy said that he lacked ambition the other day. Uh, he's a fucking knobby is. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, right, is he's he's steadily got. Do you know what's ironic about it is that remember when we signed him and it was like we haven't signed a fucking striker and they put they put him as a striker on their website. Yeah, and it was like yeah, yeah, we yeah. see what you're doing. And now, <laughs> and, and now Do you think we're stupid? He's not a forward. <laughs> he's a winger. And now look at him, and and do you know what? Every and this is what this is where football now, like modern football fandom, just completely and punditry to an extent. To be fair, Simon Jordan pulled him up on it, you know, as he always does, King. Um, but he was saying that you know, Son is raised through a culture of of respect and appreciating the opportunities that are given to you, and and maximizing those opportunities, and making sure that you're not letting yourself or the people that have tra- plus placed they're trusting you down. And so if you're at that position, then that's your that's your ambition to get to there. And that's what he's done. You saw when when he scored um his ridiculous second goal, you saw how like Ben Davis, who I'll get to in a second, uh, <laughs> who how Ben Davis celebrated, like wheeled away as if he'd just scored that goal and that we just won the league. So he's immensely popular. He is I they, think they, they, they lifted him up on the on, on their shoulders. Alex. Yeah, he's more important to that dressing room than anyone else in that football club. I am convinced Pop, of that. Harry Kane, Hugo, he is more important than any of them. Yeah. Can I talk right. about Ben Davis quickly before we yeah, finish? Yeah, go on. I feel like I need to. Yeah. What, are you going to apologise? I've apologised once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, here we go, here we go. Okay, well, just, you know, just let me have the floor for a sec. Um... I apologised to Ben Davis a couple of years ago because he came in and did a very good job. It was no nonsense and, and just got his job done in a period of time where we needed him to step up. I apologised in front of thousands of people to much ridicule. He then let me down horribly and it's difficult to come back from that with me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard-hearted man and he, I, I, that was him done for me uh and it was it almost got to a point where i i took it personally that he was still at my football club he has turned into probably my favorite player <laughs> and i'm not joking <laughs> because everything i love about football in That's terms amazing. of squeezing every fucking drop out of your talent and making it work for the sake of your team while still being able to be popular, still being able to then have the games where you go above that level. And if you do have a mistake, being able to sort it quickly, rectify it and not 
kind of fall into yourself. He is everything I ever wanted to be as a football as a football player. Everything I felt was important to be as a football player. And this season, he has done that and more. I apologise wholeheartedly to Ben Davis, and it proves I know absolutely nothing about this sport. And he <laughs> will forever be one of my favourite players. <laughs> oh my god, that is, that, that is incredible! Because I've been trying. We well, we have as a collective have been trying not just on on the podcast, but also in WhatsApp groups in one-to-one conversations. Like there've been stuff where things have been going wrong in our lives. Like, I've been talking to Alex directly about. Things going wrong in his life, things going wrong in my life, but it always ends on, well, you apologise to Ben Davies. And he's come out without prompt and said that statement right now. The biggest shame here, Alex, is that he's so good, it really doesn't matter whether you apologise or not anymore. <laughs> but he, You're but, right, though. He has, how good has he been this season? He, he, without that left-sided, back, uh, left-sided centre-back, our system doesn't work as well, does it, Al? No, and he's um, effective to the level of where it doesn't need his extra talents. You know, there's there's been other players for other clubs that I've always really, really liked. I loved Gary Neville because he was another one that wasn't talented, but super dedicated and squeezed every inch of his of his talent out of him. Sean Day when we signed Sean Davis from Fulham, right, I was so excited. <laughs> because he was another one about the weirdest players honestly because he was just everything like just no nonsense but still had talent to do the things do everything that you have to do that is your job quietly and effectively i love i love how the players that you want to come into the, to, to to tottenham somehow have a relation to your footballing ability yeah yeah yeah, absolutely <laughs> i want to relate i don't give a fuck about trophies i want to relate to the people i'm watching every week that's all i care about so and, why are you talking about Kulisevsky and Bentancur? Well, because they're... Kane or Son. Well, but, you should, because, because you should be talking about fucking... I don't know. But Kane is one of them. Look what Kane's done. He squeezed every ounce of it. We, I saw him miss a penalty against fucking Hearts. And was like, well, that's him. He's never going to do that. He's never going to do anything for us ever again. Windy said on a podcast where, where we were with him, I wouldn't be surprised if Kane ends up being the, our starting striker at the end of the season. We laughed at him, Flav. Pointed I laughed, and laughed. I laughed right face. in his face. I laughed. I, I think I grabbed him by his collars and laughed in his face. And I just love, I love players that can come and, and do that. And you can tell with Ben Davis, with, the, with these performances this year, that that is there to stay in that position for him. Like with Doherty and, and uh, Royale, uh, you know, you still get the feeling that there'll be ups and downs and, you know, it's arguable that neither of them will actually be here next year. I don't know. But with with Davis, it's just, it's just been an abs. It's like he's one of those moths. I watched a nature documentary the other week. It's one of those weird little caterpillars that live in somewhere in the Arctic, right? And they bury themselves in the snow being fucking nothing. They are nothing. They, no one knows they're there. No, they don't do anything for anyone, but they sit in the snow for 15 years, right? And then they come out for about three days as this beautiful butterfly, right? And it's the most gracious and glorious thing you've ever seen. And that's what he's done. But he's not going to live three days. He's going to be here for fucking years, the little fucking boiled <laughs> potato hero cunt. I love him. I'm going to get a shirt with his name on the back next season, and that is a promise. <laughs> uh, Rick, we've just got this this message, and I, I kind of vaguely... I don't understand what it it means but i'm familiar with it but you were on the pod we did together last week okay 
when Jake Mod says, "Did you enjoy the seven minute rimmer?" What does that mean? Oh, um, does it make does it does that seem familiar to you? Yeah, we were talking about uh, rim jobs, I think. Yeah, that's and I we, mean, obviously we, that we, we, we were, yeah, but it was like a uh, what was it we were saying about like we would. What would we do? For, yeah, like, was it, it Dean Smith? No, that's it. Because you you said Dean's your you said about yeah, your D, Dean being your name. Yeah, yeah, my middle Dean name. Smith, yeah. It was a seven minute rumor for Dean Smith if Spurs qualified for the Champions League. Yeah, that's why he's asking. Did you enjoy your seven minute rumor? Well, actually, Jake, we didn't have to do that, did we? Because Tottenham showed up and took away the seven minute rim job that we'd agreed to do to Dean Smith. Not Speak for yourself, would... mate. I was right up, Dino. <laughs> That's how we fucking got into the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, you strike me as a man who is, uh, is no no stranger to uh, an arsehole. Uh, yeah, both, both ways. Genu- genuinely. Um, In and out. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's one of my... It's my favourite thing. If you fallen for this, Alex, my, what's wrong with you? Well, my my favourite thing. Yeah, but you can, you can laugh, but, but at a certain point, you know, everyone has everyone has level. Like Ben Davis again, everyone has levels, right? And then suddenly, when someone takes you up a level, you go, "Oh, this is this is good." That's and then so the first time someone does that to you, it might be you know, a, a cheeky digit, or it might be something uh, else. But when they take you up a level, you know, you have then to decide, you go, well, am I, am I good enough to stay at this level? I'm good enough to stay at that level. And so is Ben Davis. I agree with you. You, you, were, you said a cheeky digit, and then you said, or something else. If, if you yeah, no, 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 foreign, no, no, no foreign objects. You know, uh, I'm not. Uh, um, so what, uh, so what, what else is there other than a digit, other than a fist? I'm not Perlo. Um, <laughs> uh, what, something, what, something wet. There's, a, there's only twenty. There's only twenty plus thousand people listening to this. What are we talking about, Alex? A cheeky finger or a or a or a um, you know, a, yeah. I don't like saying it. I don't know why. Well, so I had to say it for you. I haven't even had yeah. it happen, but I'm saying it for you. Yeah. Are you happy but, with yourself? Uh, well, I mean, if you if I if I can't use my friendship with you for things like that, then this friendship's fairly pointless. Um, it's not. It's not pointless. I get so much from it. But yeah, like I said, if you haven't done it, you try it. See if you're at that level. Come, come and join me. How yeah. did you do it, Al? Were you like on your back, or did you? The first squat, time, squat the, first time the first time it happened was in the shower, right? Yeah. And it was it was by surprise, and it was like someone had pressed a button, right? So if someone uh... if someone said, if someone said to you now, Rick, come like that, and you couldn't just do it just now, <laughs> you can't do that. Right, like like turbo, like a turbo wank. It, it's right. like, uh, yeah, like nitrous, like in Fast right. and Furious, they, they flip the button, Noz. or like James Bond's ejector seat flips a little button on the on the handbrake. You press the button, kablamo! 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 When when was the second time it happened? Oh, I can't remember, but. <laughs> I like to uh, think you had you were lying on your back with your hand your your hands around your ankles just putting your legs back. Uh, yeah, maybe I saw it on fake taxi and was like, "Do you want to get in the back?" Love, love it. Watch, try watch this and let's see if we can. Okay. Um, what was there's a great question from Rare, Rebecca. 
Reb is happy. Uh, mate, I hope she hasn't deleted it. It was a belter. It was... Sorry, bear with me. Two, six. It was... Would you... No. She, I think she might have deleted it. I think it was with... Um, would you rather... As a way of Son celebrating the um, he, him getting the golden boot. Would you rather walk in on... Would you rather give him a blowjob or him blow the back out of your mum? Mm, um, mum? I don't have to watch it, do I? Yeah. You Why do not? have to watch it. Why not? No, I'll do it then. I don't want to watch that. i got better things to do. Smash it back doors is, I think, was a correct expression she used. Mm, sexist. That was from a female. <laughs> Still, females can be sexist. I don't think they can in the. I don't. Let's not get into that. I'm, I'm pretty sure a, a female cannot be sexist as the. Anyway, spooky. Anything? Tell us something about something horrible before we end. Right, I can't follow any of that up, mate. Seriously, come on. Come on. When's the last time you told us about a sexual escapade? It's all very well sitting mate, here with you're your private man. It's all right with you. No, it's all very well you sitting here talking about like abuses. No, mm. but you're just sitting here going, "Oh, we're best." Right, I'm 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 a single man now. Like, set yeah. me up, isn't it? And then and then I'll have stories to tell. Until yeah. then, do you know what I mean? I'm behaving right, Reb, myself. I'm Reb, Reb. All right, let answer this then. Reb uh, follows this up with, "Would you rather have a threesome with Conte and your mum, or Son and your missus? Son and missus all day. I would have yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Son, fill your yeah. boots. I'll have you. to find a missus first, but yeah. I'm not sure Son actually good. has a penis, but fill your boots, son. <laughs> I'm, not sure you, I'm not sure you could do that. No, probably couldn't. But in the, I, I'd much rather do that than have a freezing with Conte and my own mum. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure I can't do that. I'd mm. love to have a freezing with Conte and your mum. <laughs> Good night. That isn't the question, is it? <laughs> Anything else, Rick? Nah. Asana lost, though, didn't they? Asana lost. <laughs> Come on, Spurs. Uh, we'll be doing uh, a podcast throughout the summer. Uh, there's stuff we've got to do. And um, a brand deal that I've just signed uh, and didn't realise it was the end of the season, but I have to guarantee something on the podcast <laughs> during the summer. I was um, <laughs> So you'll be hearing more from me during the summer. <laughs> Join Patreon to see me in a picture of... See me in a Ben Davis shirt. Nothing but a Ben Davis shirt, like a baby at the beach. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.